Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Good morning Russell. Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You bring us into a new morning, a new day. And with this new day, Lord, we declare that this is the day that the Lord has made and he has placed us in it. Let us be glad and rejoice for we know that his word says he loads us daily with his benefits. His mercies are renewed every morning. And he places us right in the midst of those benefits and close to his heart that is filled with that mercy that is renewed for us. So if we are willing to submit, we are willing to own up, stand up for our mistakes and ask him to teach us. He's ever willing to pour his wisdom. He said, let him who lacks ask. I shall pour my knowledge, give you understanding, the full measure, not according to what you deserve. We come with that expectation, Father, this morning, as you draw us into your presence and you also fill us with other graces that are needed to fulfill other parts, other objectives, to fulfill other purposes in our life. That we move onwards in our journey, our spiritual journey as well. That we have grown today from where we were yesterday. We thank you, Father, that you are constantly doing that new thing. You are constantly molding this clay to shape it to that pot that will finally be a vessel meet for the master's use. We share that same peace and joy, Lord, and the opportunity to be with you through our testimony. With everyone that is part of this prayer meeting, that is part of this praying family. All those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians that do not know you yet personally. For them, you are still a religion. And all those that do not want to know you, that have turned away from you. That their heart be quickened to see the light, to see your glory. And when that draws them near, the steps are turned towards you. There is liberty. And we know that there is great joy in heaven, Lord, when that liberty brings transformation in their lives. And you are teaching us the first steps to that liberty, repentance and turning back, just like the prodigal son. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing in our hearts. You are moving in our spirit. And as we reflect on your word today and what you teach us this morning, Lord, we call on your name, knowing that everyone who calls on your name will not end up in shame. The name of the Most High, our maker, our creator. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water, no matter how bad our life looks. You fill it up and you make it beautiful and lush. You are the preserver of men. The one whose hand is not short to redeem us. And we call on the name of your son. Our refuge, our rock. The bridge to the father. The one who made that way back to the father possible. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification and our redemption. The daily bread that you feed us with up until we enter into your kingdom. The word himself who became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And now 
through the revelation provided by your Holy Spirit, that word becomes flesh and dwells within us. And when we speak of that truth, Lord, that truth must come to pass. For your word says it, heaven and earth shall pass away, but it, this word shall not pass unless it is fulfilled. And we pray in the name of your spirit, the spirit of light and life and truth, the spirit of victory, the spirit of the living God, the one who has made his tabernacle within us, the one who heals our backsliding. This is what your word in Hosea 14.4 says. The one who brings us back to speed. The breath of the Father. The one who powers our ministry just like he did Jesus' ministry. Who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. The one who changes the times and seasons. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, with family and friends. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer, with the gift of every spiritual blessing that you have made possible in the heavenlies for us. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us with your fruit, O Holy Spirit. That you are constantly working in us, bringing us closer to the realm of Galatians 2.20. The image and likeness of the Father, the Creator Himself. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us in every way and you continue to load us with your blessings this day. You daily load us with benefits. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection today, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover Everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and everyone that is every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By your precious blood, Lord. That blood that has won all victories. By that blood, we draw our hedge of protection by the bloodline around each of these in the spirit. And we declare judgment on every form of wickedness that comes against this hedge. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call on the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our word, our spoken word, as we release our prayer this morning. By proclaiming your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. <clears throat> so is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we send it in accordance with the will of the Lord, His express written will in faith and released in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This whole week we have reflected on repentance. and Today I'd like to touch on the prayer of repentance. There's no better passage than Psalms 51, 
This was a prayer made by David when he sinned with Bathsheba. And then the prophet Nathan gave him that realization of his mistake as revealed by God the Father. And then David repented and he made this prayer. And I'd encourage each one of us to meditate on this psalm. It's Psalm 51. David starts with pleading for mercy. He says, have mercy, Lord. Not because of my prayer, not because of who I am, not because of my relationship with you or what I have done. It is because of your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Because who you are, for that reason, for your name's sake, have mercy on me. And in verse 3 and 4, he acknowledges his, he acknowledges his sin. And that's the first step in repentance. When we cry for mercy, we must acknowledge. After accepting his mistake, in verse 6, we see that he recognizes that God desires truth in the heart. That is, God wants us to confess what we have done and not hide our sins deep within. So when we are acknowledging, we don't acknowledge the big ones and hide certain other ones. Whatever is hidden deep within, we make that known as well. We bring it out, we confess it, we own it, we surrender it to him. Only then can he take that away from us, otherwise it still sits with us. Whatever is hidden deep within can still be used in judgment on us. We must let it go by surrender and confessing. Many times we think that no one will know of these. There was no evidence, no witness. God wants us to confess those. And when we confess, that same verse says, he grants wisdom. Now, wisdom is knowledge and the understanding to put that knowledge into action <clears throat> so that it starts to take us towards the restoration. Faith in action. And after he has prayed for the purging of sins, we see that in the next couple of verses, for the purging of sins and for being washed clean, he prays for edification. Now that edification is important. In verse 10, he says, create in me a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. Why? So that I may not think or consider filthy, sinful thoughts. He is asking God to help shut that open door through which the wicked one entered, through which those wicked thoughts and suggestions came into his heart. To fill that empty house so that there is no more space for that wickedness to enter. And that house can only be filled by the word of God. So he's saying, create in me a clean heart. Renew that right spirit in me that I may not go down the wrong path. That I may not stand in the way of scorners. Walk in the path of the wicked. Do not cut me off. <clears throat> Do not cut me off from my relationship with you. That is his next prayer. And that's important for us as well. So when we look at repentance, in repentance, David acknowledges his sin, prays for mercy and restoration of relationship with God. He says, restore my joy. Why? 
And that is again another important part. So that I can teach other sinners. You see that in the next verse 11. So that I can teach other sinners like me. God's ways and they shall be converted as well. That comes through our testimony then. When we experience that mercy. It is important that we share our testimony with others. And when the opportunity arises to minister to others of that same mercy that we have experienced, introducing that same merciful God and Father and King to them. So he is asking for restoration so that he can fulfill kingdom agenda. And that's where there's a secret. Anyone that speaks about fulfilling kingdom agenda will always draw God's attention. We've seen that in the case of uh, in 1 Kings as well, when Hannah did not have any children before Samuel was born. And she went to the temple and cried and said, Lord, the son that you give me, I shall dedicate him back to you for your work. And immediately, even though she had not had a child for many years, when kingdom agenda came in, the Lord agreed and said, let her have a son. So anytime kingdom agenda comes in between, the Lord is all ears. Now that should always be a part of a repentance prayer. That when we rise up, he says, when you rise up, heal your brothers. And Jesus said that to Peter as well. When you are converted, go and save your brothers as well. When we realize our mistake and we repent, and then when God forgives, it is our responsibility to help others who have fallen into the same pit, to help them out of there. And that's why he gives us that testimony, so that it will convict others. And when we minister to them and they repent, he forgives them as well. And then verse 17 is the key in the entire passage. That defines your approach to this prayer, where it says, God does not desire material sacrifices from us for our sin. He does not want us to make that atonement. Jesus already did it for us. All we need to do is what he says he wants is a broken, that is a humble, and a contrite, that is a repentant heart. So a humble and a repentant heart, he will not turn away. When we fulfill these, He's willing to have mercy. Anyone that approaches with this kind of a heart, he will not reject. So to summarize, our prayer of repentance, the approach has to be an approach in humility and in repentance and with repentance in heart. A recognition that we have made mistakes and do not hide or bury our sins, but to acknowledge them in front of God even if it's shameful, to acknowledge and to confess them and to ask for cleansing and grace of restoration. Restoration to be put in right standing and relationship with God and then restoration of joy. And then commit to pay it forward through our ministry by helping others in a similar situation. Father, we ask for that grace this day. 
of an understanding of this passage that you are giving us so that when we personally reflect on it again, Psalm 51, you show us as a mirror the condition of our heart and you guide us on how to make that prayer where you are ever willing to forgive. You have already renewed your mercies for us this morning. All we need to do is carry our shame, come to you, lay it bare before you and ask for forgiveness. And then you show us the way and you fill us with that strength, that fortitude in our spirit that we do not go down back that same path again. That we have shut that door and that window through which that wickedness entered our home. And we are able to be fortified and filled by your word that teaches us your way of righteousness. And you also fill us with that boldness then, Lord to carry our testimony to others and to introduce them to our God, to our Father, to our King, who is ever-loving and merciful. We ask for that edification in our spirit today, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. <clears throat> we pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized this day will undergo any kind of procedures. For all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division or separation, even if it's minor misunderstandings, living under the same roof and yet aloof and separate from each other in our hearts. Where the wicked one seeks to divide, steal, kill and destroy. We fill that gap between them by your precious blood, Lord, that blood that unites. For what you have joined together, let no man, no spirit separate. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Any kind of wickedness that seems to keep your people yoked to the ground. Any kind of addictions, any kind of compulsive behaviors. Anything that has taken control of your people. We come against it, Lord. Whatever is not of you, we come against it in the mighty name of Jesus. That every such yoke of bondage be broken through your anointing. Let your spirit cover each one like a blanket, Father. Everyone that we raise up in prayer this morning, we pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and friends. And we take a moment to name them in our personal prayer. And then we shall make that prayer as our prayer of agreement. Father, we come in agreement with each of these prayers that are raised at this altar today, knowing that this is an altar of answered prayer. This is our faith. We believe that we have received the answer to each of these prayers that have been raised here today. In accordance with your word and your will in Matthew 18, 19, you said, whatever you agree here on earth, our Father in heaven there shall do that for you. And we release that prayer now in faith in the spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and to join in. Those that are praying for that gift of the spirit, to release your tongue and your faith 
ask the Holy Spirit to take over, make sure you're asking with the intention of intercession and let him flow through you. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ya <laughs> 
In the mighty name of Jesus, we release our prayer. We say amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Scripture being given today is from 2 Corinthians 5.21. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat as well. The first one is from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, quoted from the NIV, which says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And the second one is from Daniel chapter 9, verses 18 and 19, again quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Give ear our God and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear and act. For your sake, my God, do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, please also share them with your family and friends. Also a reminder about tonight's Bible study session. Our topic for the Bible study session is the third part in our series on changing the seen and shaping the unseen. Where we will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. It's a powerful topic for those who want to live by faith and not by sight. So we shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube Live. We shall share those links on our Telegram group later this morning after this session. The program will start from 5.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time with praise and worship followed by confession of scriptures, testimonies and then the Bible study teaching approximately around 7.30pm. You can join in at any time during that session and start times for various time zones will also be included in that message that we share on our group. Please share it with your friends and family and invite them to join us. And the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. We're blessed and have a wonderful Friday, everyone, and we shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank you, Russell. God bless everybody. God bless you. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Jesus.